Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Caliber. It's the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. And Chatbot PH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph. Unfortunately, here in the Philippines, they still like to hear bullshit, and I think it's, 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 it's our mentality, but what I've found is if you tell them the truth, the right people will follow. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host... Ronster Baypyong. Welcome to episode 57 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that there's podcasts as adult content, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be talking to a panda. 
No, it's not the panda that you're thinking of, the warm and fuzzy one. I'm talking about a beast panda. And his name is Hans Zander Tan, and he's well known as King Panda. And today is going to be one of those episodes that's absolutely inspiring because Hans is going to be telling us his life story and how he started out as a McDonald's employee when he was studying in the States just to be able to make ends meet. Hans is also going to talk about how he looked for a better paying side hustle that eventually led him to become an assistant of a stockbroker that eventually changed his life in his perspective of how successful he can be. And this is where it gets interesting because Hans is going to talk about how he was able to carve out an amazing career being a stockbroker and an expert salesman that allowed him to earn thousands of dollars per month. Now, it's not all rainbows and butterflies because Hans is going to talk to us about how he lost 90% of his life savings when the recession hit the U.S. And how he had to start from scratch again when he moved back to the Philippines because he didn't have a choice. And not just that. He's going to tell us how everything became bad to worse when he floated around for five years trying to make ends meet and trying to recoup everything that he lost until he was able to finally bounce back with his business Luxury Cards Manila and also push it further with his new career as the King Panda where his fitness journey has inspired thousands of followers across the internet. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of King Panda, let's begin this episode. Right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with a big man. I'm currently um, calming my tits at the moment <laughs> because I'm scared, but dude, I have mad respect. But before I introduce you, I got to play this wow. shit out. Right, that's what it is. You got to keep it real. Right, because we are talking to not just a man. If you can hear the music right now, we're talking today with a panda, and his name is Hans Zandertan of what's the proper uh, uh, company? Because you're doing so many things, but I know you're the king panda, bro. So, but what's the proper affiliation that I should uh, come up? Well, the only two companies that we really promote yeah. now is Luxury Cars Manila. Luxury Cars Manila. And okay. uh, Reborn Performance. Reborn Performance. So let's we'll do a deep dive later, but actually okay. let's do it now. Um, um, Xander, or how do you, Hans, right? Or we call you King Panda? What do you want? KP. What do we, KP? That's what they call All right, bro. for some reason. Okay, KP. KP, we're, we're going to be talking to KP today to discuss a lot of stuff because the reason also why I said yes to this because I need your help. Okay. I'm a fat man. Okay. <laughs> and I used to be an athlete. I used to, to, to play varsity basketball back in high school. Okay. I still eat like an athlete, but I don't work out like an athlete anymore. I put my hustle somewhere else. But we'll discuss that later. We'll do that coaching on, on this podcast very soon. But um, um, Hans, I have a question which we always ask. What's your hustle? I sell shit. You sell shit. That's the what do you mean by selling shit? Let's expound a little bit further on that one. Okay, so now basically we have luxury cars, Manila. We're in the we're in the, uh, okay. we're in the uh, luxury car business, mm-hmm. and 
for some pathetic reason, we just gravitated towards uh, armored vehicles. Armored vehicles. Armored vehicles. Shit you see in Marvel movies. <laughs> and then, well, yeah, yeah, but the one in Marvel movies actually, the one in the Marvel Marvel movie. There's a little too much of a hoax. Oh, I mean, there's a pony. no car okay. that could survive that type of <laughs> beating. It's impossible. The one right, that Fury right. had, yes. it's impossible. Okay. It's pathetic. But so, anyway. Yeah, you, survive, uh, you, you provide people with not just luxury cars, but armored luxury cars. With, yes. We're talking about the Jeeps, the, 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 the big we're boy cars. About, we're talking about the Land Cruisers, the Escalades, yeah. the, uh, the Navigators. Got it. You know. But aside from that, your hustle is, again, you're a fitness icon, I right? I wouldn't call myself an icon, but, you know, more of a, more of a notorious fitness. Okay. <laughs> a fitness coach. Is that a proper term? To, to, to No, because, you know, it's one of the words that I actually hate. Got it. I hate being called a coach because okay. I don't think I know enough to actually qualify as a coach. Really? No. I'm not educated. I'm not certified. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know. So, anything I uh, anything I I say okay. is usually based on my experience. Got it. But for some, for twenty thousand something people to follow you, <laughs> there's got to be some sense to to what you do and and whatnot. Because you can be a random person talking about, you know, a lot of people kind of do that now. Talk about their opinions and their experiences. But if twenty thousand people follow you and digest your content, you're onto something. So you're not just a random dude. And again, credit where credit is due. You know, you can flex on them <laughs> and whatnot. But before we do that, we got to ride something, right? Because we have this time machine that we owe here. And then we're going to ride that as we speak. So we're going to ride the Hustle Share time machine. Now we got some fucking sound effects going on and whatnot. So, okay, so now we're in the time machine. Let's start back to where it all started. Was it, were you always an entrepreneur when you started up? No. Okay. How did you, um, how did you start? What was your first hustle that you recall? The first, define hustle. The first time I, I like became an entrepreneur? Or Not really. Like, first like, time you worked for something that you achieved. first time I experienced real life? Yes. The first time I experienced real life, I guess, when I uh, ended up in college. Okay. You know, I always... I always wanted to go to college overseas. Got it. So you grew up here. I grew up here. Okay. I went to grade school, high school, kindergarten here. Okay. And as soon as so you I want grad- to do a shout out to your school, we can do that. Don Bosco. There you go. Which one? The Mandaluyo. <laughs> okay. There you go. There yep, you go. Yep. But when I, as soon as I graduated from high school, it, it was really funny because I took all the exams. Okay. I, I went to Ateneo. I went to uh, UP. Uh, UP. I didn't even expect a letter. Wow. Because I know I wasn't going to pass. Okay. But, you know, LaSalle, all the schools accepted, except Ateneo. Wow. Ateneo never even bothered to send me a letter. Because we're going to beat them in a few days. <laughs> so, And nope. I'm going to get petty about this <laughs> because this is UAAP season, bruh. And I'm a true blue, a true yellow. Yellow. So sorry, we're coming for you. <laughs> no, right. I didn't even get a rejection letter, which okay. really pissed me off. So until oh, today, there's nothing. You're, you got ghosted. Nothing. Exactly. Oh wow. Okay. So as soon as I graduated from high school, I moved to the U.S. and um, waited for three months before starting college. Got it. And where did you go to the U.S.? Because that that matters a lot. Where you go to, especially in the community as a minority, it depends. As an Asian coming in, 
you know, you know where it is. You know, there's there's always discrimination. But yeah. which which state did you get? I you went to California. Okay, so, so that's more chill. There's more Filipinos there than okay. white people. So. Absolutely, exactly. That's new Philippines, to be honest. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you went there, and what did you take up? Did you college, which is an easy job, because I've seen so many people here that guested here before that struggled right off the bat. That they thought that everything's going to be handed over to them in a silver spoon, yes. and then they realize that they get bitch slapped right away. And they're like, "No, you got to have to work odd jobs and make ends meet and whatnot." How's that for you? Well, first of all, it was a culture shock. Okay. Because you you grew up in a conservative Chinese family. Got it. And then you end up seeing a bunch of half naked women in the quad. <laughs> I mean, that you know that's well, yes. a culture shock. Right there, there you go. Um, Venice Beach whatever. It wasn't even Venice Beach It was oh, the middle of the it? quad in school In the quad In only. the quad You got girls from Nebraska Who've yeah. never seen sun before And suddenly <laughs> there's sun You know They're Show them Flash them You know You only right. used to see it on Cinemax <laughs> So there, You know Not even was, HBO my man. Not even Cinemax. HBO So um, That was a little bit of a struggle Right And My, my dad told me he said, I'll provide everything you need. Got it. Were you with your parents but when you moved No, out? no. I was the Shit. only one. You know, we had wow. a house. We had a house. So my dad, my, my, my deal was, wow. uh, he will provide everything I need, the basics. Okay. Anything on top of that, you work for. Fuck. That's scary. Yeah. So he paid, you know, he paid for the mortgage. No, no relatives or anything? Well, I had relatives, but, you know, I wasn't really It's not immediate them. family. No. No, it and where did you live? Like, uh, we had a house. We had a all to your own. Yeah, it was a four bedroom house. I lived. Holy so fucking I had, shit! I had, wow, I, I never fucking cleaned anything in my life, <laughs> right? except my ears. Just like a true it, panda, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's what know? it is. So yeah, I was left with cleaning the house. Right. I had to pay for electricity. Wow. I had to pay for um, my gas. I had to pay for. My food, everything. Okay, so that's the hustle there. How did you make yeah. ends meet? Well, I had an allowance, okay. but it was like 300 bucks a month. Dude, that's not barely enough no in shit. California. Huh? No shit. The, Everything's expensive. The first, you go to Chick-fil-A, well, that's gone. <laughs> you, go to, you go to McDonald's, I mean, that's yeah. gone. But it was, I remember it was wintertime, okay. and you know, you're getting that much money, and it's like, oh, cool, you know, I'm going to go buy stuff at Pet Boys. Pet boys or it, strip uh, clubs? Did no, you no, go no, to? No, okay, no. all right. I couldn't I even thought... afford a strip club. A strip club, <laughs> the entrance was $15. Yeah. And then you get a lap dance for another 50 And then I'm left with what? 200 some dollars? Come on. Well, at least you drank. got a lap dance, though. <laughs> Priority. You didn't get that right. from Cinemax. Okay. <laughs> but, so um, it was wintertime. It was cold yeah. shit. You know, when you take a shit. Yep. And it's 15 Yeah. Well, it, 35 degrees, 40 degrees in Cali. Yeah, Fahrenheit. It's hard to take a shit. As <laughs> soon as you sit down, it just goes back in. Right? Wow. So I had a heater on. Okay. Sure enough, you know, I'm enjoying the heat. I'm having right. fun. And that thing comes out oh, naturally. Man. Right. December 29th comes in. The electric bill comes out. Shit. It's $380. It's more than your fucking allowance. I had no fucking clue to pay it. But at least you had a good shit. And I called, well, <laughs> so, so, I called, so I was so afraid to call my dad because my dad's going to, you know, I mean, he would have paid it, but, True. you know, my pride didn't want to let me. So, wow. 
So I ended up getting a job at McDonald's. No way. My first job was mopping the floor. Wow. I was called the floor manager. Floor (laughs) manager. It wasn't ABS-CVN, boy. It was... Wow. That's what they called it. It was a yeah. floor manager. Literally. So had a fucking mop. Dude, shades of Joe Mag right here. Uh, he had this whole hustle too where he worked in Wendy's, our 50th episode. Yeah, thank, thank God I didn't have to clean toilets because I had no idea how to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. He went but that he route. Did, yeah. yeah. Ten so, years too. And he slept in the crazy. in the whole thing. In the, in the, in in the, the, the store. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, I did that mm-hmm. and then... My uncle opened up a Filipino store okay. and recruited me. <laughs> the best floor manager in California. <laughs> no, so I got, got him here. I got a pay raise. Right. I was getting I was getting, I think, seven dollars an hour at McDonald's. Okay, not bad. So he told me he'd pay me eight fifty. Shit. One dollar. Cash. Okay. Oh. Under the table. Okay. So I'm like, fuck, you know, if I work like this much and you know. Right. So and now I, how how long were they out? Because you had to go to school still. Or did you stop school? Um, no, I didn't stop school. But wow. I was working about four or five hours a day. Shit. Okay, that's not bad. All right. You know, and enough to make ends meet and to have a heater day. during the winter. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was making you know forty, fifty bucks a day. Yep. And uh, I ended up becoming a butcher. Okay. Wow. Now, so, now, now I know where the arms came from. So that yeah, meat's so gotta you know learn how to carve meat and all this right. stuff. And then um, my my junior year. Okay. One of the uh, one of the alums in school. Okay, and where did you go to school in, in, in SC? Okay, wow. And one of the alums in school told me, um, "Why don't you come work for me?" It's like you know, wow. Um, I need a I need an intern. I need somebody to 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 mm-hmm. run stuff. And you know, he worked for a financial firm. Got it. He was a stockbroker. Wow. So Wait, I started this working. is shades of fucking Chris Garner. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah. Um, but this is the same conversation they had in pursuit yeah. of happiness. Someone gave him a shot, you know. Wow. Well, he didn't give me a shot as a broker. He gave me a shot as an assistant to get coffee and oh to, shit to to bring his dog to the groomer and wow. You know, but it was twenty bucks an hour. Hey, I'd take that. Yeah. Wow. And I was driving his car half the time. And what was he? What were you driving? He was driving at that time. It was uh, it was a vet. Wow! And then he upgraded to uh, an S class. So yeah. half the time I'd take the dog out to to, to groom in an S class. So okay. it was the best job I've ever had. Got it. But and then. Well, what did you learn in that experience? First, it, because you know when you get a taste of that life, yeah, your your whole perspective kind of changes, right? Like holy shit! So this is possible. And you start asking, you start building a ladder, like, okay, if that's possible, how do I get to this from here to there? Well, that's exactly what happened. And the first, um, he invited me out for Thanksgiving uh, at, his, at his house. Yeah. His parents were there, everybody was there, his fiance was there. Got it. And he, told, he asked me, he said, you know, you're graduating in about a year and a half. Okay. He said, what are you going to do with your life? I said, well, I'll probably go, and go back home to Manila. Wow. <laughs> okay. work for my dad. Okay. And he looked at me and he said, that's a fucked up life, man. He said, um, don't you want to make a life for yourself? And that's basically when it started. You know, I was just, a, for some reason when I was working for him, I was stuck in that, you know, I was just an assistant. Right. And after that Thanksgiving, that Thursday. Right. When I came back to work on that Monday. Right. Perspective changed. 
And what was the first thing you did? I sat down with a broker and started listening to what the fuck they had to do, what they wow. were doing. I started reading the Series 7 book, which is the licensing book. Got it. And in about six months, I was on the phone. As an undergrad? or where, where, where I did was you still graduate? working. I, wow. I was still going to school. But you got, you got a head start just because of that. Because this is what's impressive. And this, this is, I think, what would resonate towards your, your whole journey later on is that a lot of people get thrown that challenge. Now, there's two options that, you get, you, that you'll always do. It's either you whimper, like, mm, my feelings. You feel, you feel, you feel, you go into that pity mode. Yeah. Or you fucking rise up yeah. and tell them, all right, I'm down. It's on. Yeah. Right. So that's what you did. And that's, and the, the other thing as well, and this, this, this is where a lot of people uh, kind of fall out. What I realized yeah. too is that, okay, you can be inspired, but the next step is the most important thing. Yes. What action do you take and how consistent are you in going through that goal? Especially if you taste that life. Yeah. Right? Was that, so after you've been on the phone, what was next? It was, I mean, the, the phone thing was, was an eye-opening experience. Got it. Okay. Um, so these are cold calls you're doing? Cold calls. He, at that yeah. time, we had no internet. Yeah. We had no leads. You know, basically, Jordan Belfort style. Basically, uh, yeah. he gave me a phone book. Right. And he said, that other guy, his name was Ilan. Okay. Mostly Jewish guys were in the office. (laughs) Ilan is on the other side calling on disease. Wow. So you start with the A's. Yep. So basically all he did was call and make appointments for the senior brokers. Wow. Also, it's not him who's pitching. No. It was different. He was on top of the heap. Got it. He was the the, um, The manager director. Right. No, he wasn't even a closer. He, oh, wow. he basically managed the whole uh, the okay. whole company, the whole office. Right. Wow. And there were brokers that, that mm. did all the uh, pitching. Okay. But all I did was to set up appointments. What did you master? Because this was also my first job. I, I was a telemarketer, but I was yeah. here, and that's how I, I, I I've never met. First time I've been to the states was like two years ago. I was a twenty fucking twenty nine year old. But what I told myself, like, yo, I gotta, I gotta give myself an edge because optics wise, I look like a fucking kuya driving a tricycle outside. <laughs> but I gotta give myself an edge and sound like I can actually do a fucking podcast right now. You'll, you, you'll be all right listening to me, right? I had to learn that. But the type of beating I took on a daily basis, I was also full time in college, full time doing call center work, ten o'clock to seven. My class starts at one. Jeez. I only slept for three hours. But the type of beating and the type of pressure and the hustle I had to go through. It's mental. It's mental and physical too, dude. I only six months, three hours of sleep, that's gonna take a mental yeah. toll on you. I mean physical toll on you. But that changed my life. The perspective, the hustle, the respect, the discipline, everything came with it. For you, during that time, what did you develop? Well, you learn how to choose whether to piss or keep calling. So half the time I just crank out the extra 50 calls, 50 dials. Yep. Because every, at the end of the day, we had a contest. Yep. You know, every, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but... Um, boiler room shit. You no, know that movie, I, well, right? It's not really boiler, well, because we sold legal stuff. Right, okay. But, we you know, that, that's the type of pressure. Same pressure. Right. Um, every, every Friday, we'd go to this bar. Got it. 
and basically Brad would go all out on yep. the top guy. And that was the only thing that we had to look forward to every right. single week. And you want your name on top of that board. Right. Dog eats the dog. Most call, the most right. calls, the most appointments. Yeah. And everybody was just gunning for it. Mm-hmm. And nobody was going to the bathroom. Mm. Nobody was eating. Nobody was, you know, you're not, you're mm. not, you're not going out. You're not standing up, walking around. You didn't care. You probably had a fucked up kidney too because you were Pretty not much. hydrated. It, yeah, it, it, it was. You're not drinking water because if you drink too much water, you're gonna go piss. And I remember Chris Gardner did that in pursuit of happiness. He was trying to fucking go through the list. I said, one thing I did, I did not drink water. Because if I pee, I would lose five minutes of whatever. Right? Well, I lose momentum. It's it's a common thing for for a lot of the brokers because the more calls you made, the more contacts you made. True. The more contacts you made, the more appointments you're going to have. Numbers, motherfucking numbers game. game. At the end of the day. Yeah. So um, after about a year, I think I got my Series Seven license. Boom! How old were you with this? I was, 19, well, it, it took me six years to go through college because I didn't okay. want to graduate. So hey, I, I, um, 24, I think Shit. it was 23. But you were done with college by that time, but you got the no, license. No, no. You were still in college. I'm still working. Okay, cool. Still working. Um, so I got my Series 7 license, and I kind of had to choose between the two. Right. Um, so my dad said, okay, you can work. Okay. But make sure you finish your college. Got it. That's always a price for so, the parents, right? Yeah. The diploma. So, so right. um, he allowed me to work. He was okay with it. So I had to endure. I mean, I was working eight hours a day. And well, how much were you classes. making on a ballpark figure by that time already? <clears throat> when I, as soon as I got my license, well, when I was still making appointments, yeah. I was making $100 per appointment. No fucking way. Are you kidding me? They're paying me a hundred bucks per appointment. Shit. And that's how valuable the leads were. Leads were because they knew okay. that if the guy came in with a statement, with especially with his wife. Yeah. Which is the weak in, link. Right? <laughs> it's it's but he actually got to pitch the wife, not the dude. Exactly. Right. You know, the whole thing that's what kind of ticked me off about the whole movie. Yeah. Uh boiler room. They said yeah. never pitch a bitch. You want to pitch the bitch. Exactly. Because, because the bitch she makes got the money. She makes the decisions, especially exactly. here in the Philippines. But right. in the U.S., it's the same thing. Any any, any, any couple country. thing, dude, yeah. you got to impress the you woman. You got to impress the wife. Right. So at that point, I think I was making, what, about 1000 1200 no bucks a week. So now you can afford to have the heater on the whole fucking time well, and take a good dump. That was the first time I actually <laughs> bought myself a bike. Ah, nice. I got an R6. Oh, shit. Wow. So as soon as I got my Series 7 license, I was probably making nine, ten grand a month. Holy shit. That's amazing. Right away. All right, but let's before we get carried away with yeah. more money, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about more of the journey and how you became King Panda. But more of that after the break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back. We're still with, with Hanstein. Still and, here. Yep. Uh, with, um, by that, back then, he was still the hustler and, and whatnot back in the States. But now I'm curious, what made you come back? Because that's, when you get to that life, the food's better. The yep. bitches were better too. I damn sure, right? Yep. And now, if you're in, in California, weeds weeds legal too, so it's gonna be top notch better. But for you to come back and leave everything behind and go back here, what triggered that? I had no choice. Um, oh. Two thousand seven. Okay. Was the uh, Merrill Lynch? Say, no. No, I unfortunately I can't see the firm, okay. but it's the second firm. Yeah, for all you guys who are finance buffs, right? You probably Just know connect what the it dots, is. right? It's the second financial firm to, to to file bankruptcy, right? And at that point, I was already working. I've been working for them for about twelve years. Twelve years. So you spent twelve years doing this. Yes. Wow. I was. Um, I was one of the head bond traders at the firm wow. at our office in L.A., and uh, there was four of us. Wow. Um, and we didn't even know that the company was filing bankruptcy that day. No fucking way. And you kept chugging at it just like it's well, a normal thing. the way day. we found out was I was in my office, and I, one, of my, one of my traders walked in and said, right. um, hey, you know, so-and-so is on CNBC. I was like, okay, he does that every day. Right. He's like, no, he's talking about we're filing bankruptcy today. Wow. And we're just looking at that company stock and about 90% of my retirement was in the stock. So Ooh. did everybody, so did everybody in the office. And we just went we just saw that stock go from $194 to 
to 12. I, I, I'm at a loss for words. That was about 70% of my net worth at that time. You lost everything because of the financial crunch. The recession. I mean, the, the well, yeah, recession. Yeah. It wasn't even, that wasn't the worst. The worst was, so we filed bankruptcy and majority of the shit that uh, happened in the office had my signature and three of my colleagues' signatures. We were the head guys. So <laughs> since they can't sue the firm anymore, they sued us. And now so you have I some spent, paper trail so on you. I spent about two years fighting off lawsuits. Which wasn't even your fault, technically. But because you're the signatory, your head was on well, the line. Well, they had no choice. I mean, it, in, in, in U.S. law, I mean, you, you know, you had, to, you had to chase someone. Yeah, someone has to be the fall guy. Somebody has the fall guy. Yeah. So, um, so that's what happened. Um, took two years fighting off lawsuits, and in the end, I just gave it up. Um, that was when I had my first stroke. You had a stroke? Yeah. Wow. This was 2008, I think. I was in the office, and uh, next thing I knew, I was in the hospital. No, I had no okay. idea. What was your lifestyle back then? Oh, fuck, man. It was a lifestyle. I had no. It was like anything you see out of a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. It, it, oh, shit. It was, it was crazy. It was. It was um, Yep, you didn't fuck bitches in the office. No, that, that okay, wasn't that, that didn't happen. Because <laughs> that's why all t- I only have two favorite movies, bro: Pursuit of Happiness <laughs> and, and, and Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of- borderline, border room, no. a boiler room. Um, yeah, majority of the time, it's spent with clients. If I'm a, if yes. I'm not in the office, and lunch is brought in. Yep. We had a spread. Yep. Coffee's unlimited, bagels, lunch. I mean, yep. everything was. Provided, right, yeah. Um, yeah and the servings were not cute, too. Well, it's basically a buffet. Exactly. You and get anything you want. When I first came to the States, I was like, yeah, you know what? I can eat. I can eat in the fucking manila. I can do a large exercise. But when I came, fucking, yeah, I went to fucking uh, to Panda Express. Yeah. Motherfucking three, shit. Three, three the chow mein. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot finish this shit. Dude, I, I went home with constipation after that show. <laughs> Plates were like this, man. Exactly. Right? So, you know, I was in Vegas about three, four times a month entertaining clients. Wow. Um, I never ate at home. Wow. Never saw my wife. Wow. Except if we have appointments with clients and I take her to dinner with me. Every wow. dinner was out. Every lunch was out. Breakfast, sometimes I get to spend home. Wow. But that was a life. Um, 100-hour weeks were normal. Shit. Yeah. So when people talk about 80-hour weeks and working overtime and That's bitching cute. about it, yeah. I'm like, you motherfuckers. You had no idea what you had to go through. And we yeah. enjoyed it. So because you nothing. loved it. We loved our jobs. Right. But what were the skills? Now, this is where I, I, I wanted to learn. What were the skills you developed over that 12-year span before everything came to shit because this is what sets you up you know okay uh, there, there might there might be a setback yeah. but what it's, it's instilled into you nobody can ever take that away from you yes. and this that's a setup for your next comeback right but what were those skills if you're going to talk to someone higher than you you better be able to pretend like you're the same level they will never respect you a fucking man you can't exactly so, when we're talking to CEOs, you can't be 
Sir, gusto mo to. Sir, gusto mo... No. Ma'am, sir. You can't do a ma'am, sir. No. no. They will never respect you. Yeah. Look them in the eye. Talk to, talk to them. That's, um, that's one of the things I really learned. Right. Um, and they really, really developed us to do. Okay. Um, you know, the whole thing, when they say act as if, yep. you're not acting. You're it becoming. is coming. Yeah. You know, I, re- I remember um, our, we had a three, when I, when I first joined uh, the firm, right. we had a three-week uh, symposium in New York. Wow. They send you to New York, mandatory, all expenses paid. Yeah, rub the fucking and bowl or whatever the fuck guy, it is. Right? There's this guy named Ira Walker. Ira Walker. Okay. He's half Jewish, half Italian. Sounded like what? <laughs> the name was, gave it away, bro. Yeah. He, he, um, he had nine assistants. Okay. He Shit, was the number what? one producer in the firm. What um, are the nine assistants doing? Dude, they just, they just hustle for him. Because his day is so fucked up. Wow. His phone is constantly ringing. Shit. I mean, he had four divorces, but, you know, the, guys, <laughs> the guy makes about I don't yeah. know, 15, 20 mil a year. Wow. Um, That's fucking Kobe Bryant's when they, fucking... When, when he walked up on stage, he walked yeah. up on stage, the first thing he said was, when you get back to your office, yeah. you know what, you take your business card, mm-hmm. it says financial advisor. Scratch that off. You're a fucking salesman. That's what you are. Yep. Don't mistake yourself. So what was it? the name on the card was salesman? No, no. It's, he okay. said basically get that shit financial advice yeah, yeah. off your head. You're a salesperson. A fucking man. He said the first thing you do is go to Nordstrom's. Mm-hmm. You get a Hugo Boss suit, the most expensive one they have. Yep. You buy that shit. You get a country club membership. You get the most expensive car. You, your credit can can stretch. Yep. And buy that. And you one, gotta be the man. And one guy raised his hand and said, um, well, "What if I can't afford it?" And Ira looks at him and says, "You better fucking work." You know what this reminds that's, me of? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's that's, a, that's the Bible. B C. A B C. You always got to be closing. Coffee is for fucking closers. Yes. That's what it is, and that's. That's my Bible too, <laughs> you know. But like my hustle, I developed it in in a way where I kind of finesse my way to to shit. But it's the same grit and the same no nonsense, no bullshit excuse. That if you want it, come get it. And that's what this podcast is all about. Because the fucking first word that we have here is hustle. Awesome. We're not here to be fucking cute, bro. Yeah. You know, we we're here to hustle, and but we don't stop at that. We're here to talk about how we're gonna share it forward. Exactly. So that all the other motherfucking hustlers out there listening to this can come in on a Monday or whatever they're fucking going and remind themselves, I'm a fucking I, I, beast. Yep, I need to hustle. Correct. Get your mind right. But, you know, going back, like you said, um, you know, what made me come back? Yeah. It's because I had no choice. So everything was shit. You had a wife. Uh, you, had, um, you took everything Basically, you? my wife, at that point in time, after... After everything folded, you know, I, yeah. I gave back my license because that's pretty much what they wanted. Yeah. Um, uh, a hedge fund was trying to hire me from New York. And okay. we flew to New York, and um, my wife said, no, you're not. So we're going back. Your wife's Filipina? My wife's Pinay. Okay. And we met in the U.S. 
And she said, no, you're not going back there. How did that feel? And then now you're back to zero. Yeah. And I said, um, with so a stroke. What the fuck am I going to do? Well, it was a mild stroke. I was, but still, uh, a stroke know, is yeah. a stroke. That's why she didn't want me to go back to that industry. Got it. Because she said the stress is overwhelming. Yeah. And at that point in time, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I mean, the financial crisis was so brim. But it was so... It was so it was so bad. Everything was 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 like Armageddon. Clusterfuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, when you yeah. see the Dow go, retrenching seven hundred points every day. Oh my God! You know, and clients are calling you. And by the way, they don't even own any stock, but you still have distress. True. So she didn't want me to go through it. Okay. So came back here and tried to figure things out. How is that like now? When you came back, and then all you oh. all you knew for twelve years. <laughs> was hustle you were your own guy and now you came back with absolutely a, a clean slate fuck man it was the most humbling experience i've ever had to go through um zero you had to go back and really grind and yeah i was basically floating for five years wow five years five years man i didn't know where the rent uh, you know i was living with my parents because my my parents pretty much told me you know live with us I had a little bit of savings left. Yeah, but still. Um, it wasn't what I was used to. Yeah. And after about six months of living with my parents, you know, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, not because I didn't like them. It's because I just... You're a grown man. My pride yeah. didn't let me. True, true. Um, so I ended up uh, leasing a place. Okay. We moved out. Okay. And um, there were months I didn't know where the rent money was going to come from. Shit. I didn't know where groceries were going to, you know. I mean, there's money there, but I'm like, fuck, you know. Right. Where's it going to come from? You know, am I going to... And then at that time, I had... I We opened up a BPO business. Yeah. Um, I basically sank all my investment, my, all my money left into a web design company. Okay. And then this fucking shit... Well, what's that company name? That, that shit that gives website for free? Oh, Wix? Yeah, God damn it. That, that, that <laughs> I swear to God, if I see, if I see that founder. Okay, Wix, you got to hide. Someone's out coming for you. That, that motherfucker. Out for blood. Wix. So, you know, it lasted about a year, year and a half. And, you know, then Wix comes out. And it was just basically died. And yeah. I'm like, but, fuck, what am I going to do next? Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I mean, here's my perspective on that. Um so similar to my, my current hustle, Chatbot PH, right? So I put up this own Chatbot development company. There are tools that allows you to create a Chatbot from scratch. Go to ChatFuel, ManyChat. There's so many of them. I can even teach you how to. But eventually, what I realized is that similar to websites, the, we, the, way, the reason why people outsource creating websites still till now is because they can't just settle with the status quo, which is the shitty ass whatever shit you can create on a Wix site if you're not blessed with with the with the creativity, technical knowledge. Correct. Yeah. So you still look for the experts because people imagine what it can possibly be, or they peg it onto something else. But they always need the experts yes. to be that. So that's that's kind of when I made my 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 buck. Like, all right, make your chatbot. Okay, eventually you'll come back to me anyway, asking me for help. For help, yeah. So and that's what that's where we at because at the end of it, we advocate creating chatbots and we actually support that. Hey, create your own. But if when you hit a stumbling block, come back Here to come me. Back. I got you. There. The problem was, you had a good mindset. I didn't. 
I was floating around for five years. Yeah. I still couldn't accept the fact that I was right here. Right. Now I'm here. Yeah. And for five years, I mean, yeah, I had a business. Yeah, I had people. Yeah, I had, you know, but my, my, my heart wasn't into it. It wasn't in. And everybody was telling me, it's like, your dad is in the car business. It's like, you grew, you, you helped him build it. It's like, go work for him. I, my pride wouldn't let me. What was the turning point? Because now you're, you're, your main hustle is luxury cars. <laughs> what, how did you swallow that up and eventually made it worthwhile and have that turning point? It turned the corner to the right trajectory again. I was actually living in uh, I was living in Rockwell at that time. Okay. And I had enough balls to fucking lease a place in Rockwell for 120 grand a month and no shop at fucking Rustans, right? Because yep. I'm like, fuck, man, I did this before. You know, I'm going to yeah. do it again. You know, I, had a, yeah. I have a web design company and then suddenly fucking Wix comes out. Right. And, you know, um, so I'm like, shit, what am I going to do now? Right. So I was in the elevator. And I overheard this. You know what you believe it in elevators in Rockwell? They have signal. The mo- wow. Yeah, they have fucking signal. <laughs> Full bar. This guy was talking. Full bar. This guy. This guy was talking to his friend. This yeah. expat was talking to his friend. Okay. Okay. About buying a car. Wow. And I overheard it, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I was supposed to get out on the tenth floor. Right. And. He didn't go out, so I fucking waited. So um, he got out on the 15th floor, I think. As right. soon as the elevator opened, I went out with him. And I tapped him in the shoulder. I said, yeah, hey, my name is so-and-so. And I overheard you're looking for this car. He was looking for an, an SL. Okay. looking for a 500 SL at that time. What is a 500 SL it's, for it's those It's a Mercedes. People? It's a two-door Mercedes. Uh, a coupe? Drop top. It's a, yep. it's a Roadster. There you go. And um, he was going to give it to his wife for, his, for her birthday. Oh, my fucking God. Are and, you kidding me? Um, I'm like, I have one right now, but it's in red. I heard you're looking for a white one. And he said, let me take a look at it. So I went back to... How said, many people okay. can just fucking like, hey, I got, I got a roadster. I got an SL in the backyard. It's <laughs> like, shit, that's crazy. Well, apparently, he's, he's like one of the head guys for some multinational firm. Wow. So um, I just had enough balls to, to, yeah. to walk up to him. And say, you ain't got nothing to lose, though. Yeah, I got nothing to lose. You could say yeah, no. You have 120K rent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? So I went back to my condo and picked up the phone yep. and called my dad. And I said, uh, Dad, uh, how much do you want for that, that SL we have in the showroom? Yeah. And he says, so he gives me a price. And I said, um, if I sell at this price, can I get this? And he said, yeah, get it done. So the next day, I drove to the showroom, wow. picked up the SL. Drove the SL? Drove the SL to the, uh, to, to, to the condo. Like an OG. Like an OG. Yeah. Parked it in my parking spot. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, knocked on the door. And he saw the car. His wife happened to be there. Oh, so the wife knew. No, the wife didn't know. Oh, shit. So the wife was there. And uh, he said, "Um, honey, I have a surprise for you. So went downstairs to the garage. And the wife loved the car. Boom. Again, pitch to the The wife. 
Fitch to the fish. I didn't. I don't want to say it. For, I didn't want to come from you. That came from me, bro. So if we're gonna quote you, that's what we're gonna put. Pitch to the bitch. Well, the, the, the word bitch isn't really a bad thing. It's a female dog. It's it's but, an anatomical description of an animal. Oh, it's man. not a bad thing. But hey, that will be a quotable already. So. But my director, that's the quote that you need to get if you're listening to this already, Post Brad. <laughs> bitch so, to the bitch. So yeah, I bought the car. Dude. Paid cash. Yep. And I got my first commission. And I'm like, fuck, I can do this. Yeah. So that's that was a turning point in my life. Got it. And how long has it been now since that day? That was 2011. Dude, eight years. Yes. How did you now... Take control because I'm pretty sure now you're in charge of, of all well, these things. Well, not not really. My dad still, you know, my dad will never retire. He just turned okay. seventy, and yeah. he keeps saying that he's gonna kind of like you know, um, he's like John Gawkenway, but in the car business. Yeah, and, but not, <laughs> not that big. Obviously, right, 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 John right. Is, you know, uh, God rest his soul, but um, he'll never retire. Um, of course. So it's, it's ingrained. It's in his blood. So right? yeah. So I started. Uh, in 2013, I started a company called Luxury Cars Manila. Got it. And the only reason why I started that company is because I wanted the keyword. Got it. Because it's a searchable SEO. keyword. And at that point, yeah, the, the shit that I learned in the uh, in, in the web business. There. Said, you know, so now we're actually incorporated. Uh, nice. Luxury Cars Manila is a legitimate uh, Philippine yep. company. Check it out. Um, so we'll be in the show notes, by the way. All the links yeah. that you're going to say in here are going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. So, yeah, uh, we've been selling cars, selling armored vehicles nice. uh, ever since. Okay, now there's this other part of your life that's really prominent that, again, 20,000 likes, yeah. flexing on them. How did the fitness uh, journey start? Because this is, dude, you're in a great shape. But, you know, that, that has to be a turning point. I'm 31. I've always wanted to, like, yeah, you know what? I want to work out. I tried doing it last year, and then this podcast thing came out again. Now I'm doing two shit. Excuses. Exactly. Now I'm just telling That's myself That's what we excuses. thrive for. Exactly. So wake the bitch out of me. How did you um, start this fitness journey? So 2000, 2010. Okay. Um, I, had a, I had a very good friend from high school. Okay. Um, the guy was like 310 pounds back in high school. Wow. But he also moved to the U.S. And when okay. I was moving back here, I found out that he was moving back. Oh. Never, you know, for the, for the 18 years I lived in the U.S., I never even saw him. Okay. So we, we hooked up when he came back here. Wow. And I didn't know that he was heavy into the fitness industry in the U.S. Wow. He owned a gym and, you know. And he was still 310 pounds. No, no. Was, How much did he weigh now? He had a six pack and he was all ripped. No yeah. way, like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. He was, Batista. He was, he was ripped. Um, Shit. So in 2010, he came to Manila. He Kay. lives in Iloilo. Okay. He came to Manila and uh, we met at Starbucks in Greenbelt. Okay. And as soon as I walked in the door, man, he looked at me and his jaw just dropped. Because? And he said... These were his exact words. If Verbatim. you don't stop what you're doing, you're not going to live past 40, man. He said, you look like you're about to die. And which was true. I was 310 pounds. What? My blood pressure at that time was 190 over 100. Constantly. High my blood. No, hypertension. 
My cholesterol was, was 620. My sugar, my triglycerides were at 510. I know these numbers at heart because I still have the, the blood test. Wow. And he said, um, you know, we haven't seen each other for so long. And I want to continue to get to know you again. He said, I don't want you to drop dead. That's crazy. So he basically coached me. Got he it. said, do this, do that. And I made every fucking mistake in the book. You know, I did the fucking egg diet, made you fart all day. I did the whole uh, yeah. uh, tuna, canned tuna diet. And, right. And... and, 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 and if I had to see brown rice again, man, I'm going to kill someone. Um, brown rice and tuna. Six meals a day, man. I mean, if you didn't get constipation from that, I would know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I was planning on, eat, on eating. We're going to this Fitness 101. It's the worst. But let's talk about that more when we come back. Let's talk about that whole fit, the rest of the fitness journey and how you're able to also monetize that and also build a brand around that. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, 
Download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with the King Panda now. All right. Now we know why he's the King Panda. But, dude, that was life-changing. Yeah. I feel that, too, sometimes. And if my girlfriend's listening now, she'd probably be like, she told you, <laughs> right? But fucking adobo, humbai, and I love to eat, man. Me, too. Fucking A. How can I give this up and not gain weight? And back in high school and college, like, dude, I can eat whatever. I can fill in a whole pizza all by myself and I'll be cool. You're an athlete. Yes. So, but again, I still eat like one now, but <laughs> you know, it won't come out as is and it, it accumulates in the wrong parts of my body. And my girlfriend gives me like, yo, can I touch your titties? Like, I don't have titties. <laughs> right? What the fuck are you talking about? But now let's talk about this. So you started working out. How obsessed were you out of this and how did it become uh, a proper brand and whatnot? The obsession came about when I started to see results. I mean, from 310, I dropped down to about 190. What? In about a year and a half. Um, it was a wrong diet, wrong everything. I basically did cardio. I did, I did everything wrong. But okay. it worked. And I got down to 190. But and it was wrong. You it said. was wrong because why was it wrong? Well, I started using uh, stuff. <laughs> Got it. Um, you know, I started using uh, steroids. Well, um, it wasn't steroids. Well, Winstrol is. Got it. It was like the the, the white stuff that's uh, mm. that's um, water based. Yeah. Basically, it speeds up your metabolism. Okay. I started using Clen is an asthma medication shit but the side effect is it basically speeds up your metabolism from uh -huh. a cellular level whoa so it, it, it's um and all this all these things i've learned along the way um i didn't like the way i looked i looked haggard i looked tired yeah but i was thin everybody was like oh dude i'm gonna go i keep telling everybody it's wrong it's wrong 
But everybody, yeah. everybody was like, "Fuck, you know, that's that's amazing." How did you feel? I felt like shit, man. Every day, you felt like you had a fever. Shit, it was that bad. So, um, 2013. Okay, that was just I recently. decided. Yep. I decided. Um, I wanted to go into bodybuilding because I didn't like the way I looked. Didn't like the way I feel. And I saw these buffed guys in bodybuilding magazines. So you didn't have muscle mass, but you were thin. I mean, you had muscle, period. Wow. You had muscle. I was a skinny. I I saw your picture on Instagram. You were thin and you had oil on you. Well, that's different. That was a competition. Got it. So I decided I wanted to join. uh, uh, Well, I... I wanted to go into bodybuilding, but I didn't want know if I want to compete because I didn't know if I had the balls to actually wear that skimpy yeah. little thing, yep, yep. a loincloth, yep. and actually have my parents see it. And maybe they, <laughs> maybe they'd freaking disown me or something. Yeah, if they haven't yet. Hey, but, it, it uh, wasn't as bad as you thought. Yeah, it's on Instagram so, now. So, yeah, I know. Uh, it's all over the. <laughs> so place. look it up at what? What's your Instagram handle? King Panda nine nine nine. Oh, check it out. It's just scroll down and you'll see it. Like, oh shit, that's that dude that we're talking about, right there. So I hired a, uh, which was the biggest mistake I've ever done in hindsight. But I hired a coach. He was a champion bodybuilder. Okay. I won't mention names, but he basically did everything wrong too wow um injected a bunch of stuff in me i had no clue you know when you hire when you hire a coach you basically entrust everything with a person especially when you're paying 15 grand a month wow right and i was traveling from fucking san juan to the gig every day it's not fine with that type of traffic yeah so in 2015 i joined my first bodybuilding competition and i placed first in no my novice way. competition. But, but by doing it wrong again, how can... Well, I... Two months before the competition, um, he had me take insulin. Why? With, with no carbs. Well, his explanation was it would deepen the cuts. Well, we all know from science and from our relatives who are diabetic. Right. The reason why you take insulin is because you're consuming carbs. Yep. So basically, if you don't consume carbs, you become hypoglycemic. Correct. So two months before the competition, I was told to use X amount going up in dosage every five days. And on the 20th day, I basically went into shock. And I was about to go into a coma. What? At my own house. With my wife no, having no idea what was the hell was going on, so Shit. I had enough. Uh, I had enough juice in me to, to, to message a bunch of bodybuilding friends, and they told me, "Do not fucking go to sleep because if you sleep, you won't wake up." So I was going into hypoglycemic shock at that time. What so the they fuck? told me. Um, they told me, you know, take some carbs. So I'm like. Yeah, but I'm two months away from competing. They're like, yeah, right. but you're five you're minutes away die. from dying. Yeah. So I basically went downstairs and consumed a whole loaf of bread. Yeah. And um, the next day, my wife confronted the asshole, and he even said that, uh, why did he take insulin without carbs? 
Six, because what? you told the motherfucker. That's why. That's why. Wow. You know. So after that day, I decided to hire a coach from the U.S. Got it. And, and what was the difference between coaching with a, again a proper professional from the U.S. who probably put in a little bit more foundation and do professionalism? And what's how do you know it's a pro and how it's not a pro? Well, first of all, they'll never borrow money from you. Got it. They'll, they'll, never, <laughs> they'll never advance two months. Oh shit! Okay, um, that's a sign. Uh, they never have any conflicts of interest. Got it. Like, for example, if they ask you to take a certain thing, they'll never sell it to you. They're not the same supplier. They're not the same supplier. You don't get high on your, your own, own supply. fucking supply. Exactly. Okay, okay. So, you know, uh, although I kind of attribute part of my success to my win in 2015 with this Cochero. Got it. You know, Cochero is a term I coined for coaches who have no fucking idea what they're doing. Got it. That's a Cochero. So, although majority of the success was from my U.S. coach, Got it. who actually passed away about six months ago peace. Uh, in the U.S., yeah. uh, but that's when it started, and it really ingrained in me that the fact that there's a lot of people here who are there to dupe other people. Yep. And, and that's not a hustle. It's that's not a hustle, man. It's, you no. know, you're... you're when you're when you're when you're a coach, you have your you have your client's life in your hands because the reason why they came to you because they're vulnerable. You know, either they got bullied as a kid because they're fat, or or they got or, or the boyfriend left them for some hot chick because they're fat, and they're coming to you because they want to change. And now you take somebody's life and you play with it. You don't. And it's something that's extremely dear to me because it happened to me. Yeah. I was vulnerable. So yeah. I listened to this fucker and he basically took advantage. And I don't want that to ever happen to anyone. Got it. So, you know, when I competed in 2015, mm -hmm. I was known as Swollen Panda at that time. Swollen Panda. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of Swollen Panda is because one of my, one of my idols is Jay Cutler. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a pro bodybuilder in the U.S. Yep. And I've followed him ever since. And he has a brand called Swall Monkey. Swall Monkey. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to compete, I got to figure out something to market myself. So I, I'm like, I'm Chinese. I'm Asian. Who the <laughs> fuck doesn't like pandas? <laughs> right? So I said, Swall and Panda. Got so it came it. out with Swall okay. and Panda. Um, then after the competition, people started walking up to me and asked me, you know, do you have a shirt for sale? I'm like, no, but I will in two weeks. Oh, wow. And that's when that <laughs> that's hustle a hustler started. coming. Yeah. So after two weeks, I came yeah. out with a logo and a bunch of shirts. Wow. And that's, that's when Swollen Panda became kind of a, a, um, a movement. Correct. And now it's not no longer just a movement. There's a proper community with a lot of people that go in. But how did you grow that into a proper business? Because the same way you've developed that brand or that movement per se is the same way I also kind of did Hustle Share. From the get-go, I knew I was paying it forward. But in order to get this content out, somebody's got to pay the bills. Somebody's because eventually when shit hit the fan and nobody's helping me do this in terms of paying the bills or at least making ends meet, 
I'm going to lose steam and I'm not going to do this moving forward, right? Somebody's, it has to be monetary. It has to become a business. What, what did you do to make that happen? Well, initially, well, until now, and, you know, Lance would attest to that, yeah. uh, it's still a negative carry. Got it. <laughs> you know, um, majority of the stuff, it's luxury cars, funding the whole thing. Got it. But we decided to open up uh, Reborn Performance. Got it. Which, which is? is a supplement line. Mm. And um, the reason why I came out with it is because I've never found a fat burner that actually works well. Wow. And most of the fat burners I, I've tried always gave me palpitations. Okay. So it took me three years to develop this product alongside a lab in the U.S. Mm. And I was FDA eating, approved, I assume? Well, it's Very. FDA approved in the U.S. Oh, F- that's well, a no, real no, no, FDA. No, 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 no. There's no FDA in the U.S. when it comes to supplements. Right. But it's a GMP certified lab. There you go. So we are in the process of FDA approval here. Got it. Okay. But Which is expensive, by the way. It's expensive, but it's worth it. Of course. Um, it took, you know, I was a guinea pig basically for four, for three years. Right. And sleepless nights because they put too much caffeine in it so you can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, turnt all the I time. Was, was, yeah. <laughs> so we came out with this product and it, it basically is the flagship product for Reborn Performance. Wow. Um, we're still in the negative, but that's... Hey, that's, the grind will eventually get you yeah, through. But the, the thing that I want and I'm very interested in is because you now are a person of influence. For, for the people to gravitate, how did you now put your content out, talk about the stuff that you care about and whatnot? If you check it out, again, it's at KingPanda999. Check it out. I'm not bullshitting you as we speak. So check it out and, and see there's a lot of content that you resonate through with a lot of people. How were you able to build that and how were you able to build the influence that you have to get people to listen? Because people love to talk. Yeah. But it's it's different when you people you get people to listen, and second, it's to take action, yeah. right? How are you able to do that? Tell the truth, man. Tell the fucking truth. People, unfortunately, here in the Philippines, they still like to hear bullshit, and I think it's 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 our mentality. But what I've found is, if you tell them the truth, the right people will follow. True. You know, I don't have a million followers, and I don't want to. But the followers that I have, the people that listen, are the ones that I value the most because they give me feedback. You know, when I say something and they don't like it, mm-hmm. they come back to me and tell me, I don't like it because I didn't understand this. Got it. And then you tune, you retool, you retool until right. such time that I've gotten, I've gotten the flow. Got it. You know, but what what kept you going? Because again, a lot of content creators, especially with content, it's easy to start, but to be consistent. I mean, it again, uh, a lot of the, this or a lot of your previous hustles will always contribute to whatever you put your heart into. I'm a firm believer of that because it becomes a discipline, right? It's ingrained with you. But for you to keep going, and this has been going on for a while now, what kept you going? The haters. Okay, what are the haters? Because this is what are, you you put an acronym into this. Who the haters are? You know who 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 are these mofo's? Well, you know it's not just. I don't really hate them. Okay. Because when you hate someone, you don't even 
you'll delete them from your life, right? Right. And I can't hate my haters because if it's not for them, my content wouldn't go out. Correct. And for some pathetic reason, they're the ones who share it the most. Oh, wow. They share it and they talk shit about it, but people, right. you know, people are not stupid. Yep. You know, when they see good, good content, they see something worthwhile listening to. They'll listen to it. So my biggest fans are actually the haters. Yes. So I'm actually doing it for them. Okay. Do and it for the haters. I truly believe that the reason why, you know, because 99% of these people don't even know who I am. Yep. And I don't even know who they are. So my whole analogy to that is, how can you hate someone you don't know? Right. And you, you, you define haters as having anger towards everyone achieving success. The crabs. These are the people. I mean, when people always see the, oh, shit, okay, we cool if you're in the same level or you're a level behind me. But if you're starting to break through, it's a totally different ballgame. I'm going to fuck you up. But shouldn't be the case. You know, that's the whole reason why we as, as a country, you know, sometimes we stall. Yeah. You know, it's the mentality. So, you know, whenever I see someone with a new car or a new house or somebody flashing their bling, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, man. He must have done something right. Yeah. You know, unless he's a, you know, unless he stole it or something. But, you know, yeah. that's different. If he stole it, he's still hustled. But, right. You know, but. That's where values comes in. There's values right, comes right. in. But right. when you see someone doing well, the first thing, when I see someone doing well, the first thing I want to do is I try to find out about the person. What did he do that I'm missing? I have to be missing something if I'm not there, right? So it's something that you need to learn. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of us here don't have that mentality. And that's what I'm trying to convey with my content Mm -hmm. is you don't have to stay at your level. Correct. You know, if you see someone higher than you, you need to look at that and say, fuck, dude, I'm going to see you up there. Correct. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to stay down here and fucking mope all day and say, oh, I'm poor. Yeah, and they, say, they always say that comparison is the thief of joy. But yo, you have, you're in charge of your own joy. Comparison is what's going to get your ass off that couch. That's what, I mean, right? Yep. And most people say that comparison is the, it's evil because, you know, you're comparing yourself to others. If yeah. you don't or run your own race and all yeah. this shit, well, which well, is nothing bad. There's nothing bad with that, by the way. But if you feel bad about yourself looking at somebody excel in what he's doing, then it's up to you how you want to react and motivate yourself exactly. to achieve the same result. Exactly. And I think that's, that's the secret to anybody's success. I mean... We all have our own process. We all have our own ways of doing things. But, you know, looking up to someone is never a bad thing, depending on how you use it. And here's what other people, I I, I guess, and this is what you've done. And I kind of did too when I was, no, I did as well. When I was younger, I was willing to be someone else's bitch. Because that help that helped you humble you, get you the discipline, and you walk through the ropes, yep. and you literally see the grind of how they do it. I was somebody else's bitch for a, a good year or two, no compensation at all. But that guy taught me sales. Yeah. He got me into all these opportunities, and that also opened up the same mindset that you gotta be the man. Yep. I was a raw twenty year old. I was talking to CEOs and whoever. 
But I was, I never, that's why in all my companies, the first rule is never call any ma, anybody ma'am or sir. Because you fucking put yourself lower than that person automatically. Yep. You, you shit in yourself. You, you, you lower your chances of winning, yeah. right? But here you call it, like, we call it first name basis. It's yep. like, wow, who is this guy calling my boss first name basis, right? But that, that's what it is. And I, I totally agree with, with, with what you said earlier. You know, you start calling them, you start putting them in a pedestal they'll never buy from you. Exactly. They only buy from their pe- people who are at the level. Correct. That's the way it works. Yep. So and then you have to back it up with action. You have to back too. it up with action, yeah. Right. You, you talk big, you got to fucking play big, bro. That's you gotta, it. You know, as one of my, one of my buddies, uh, from, he's from Wichita. Yep. Kansas. Kansas. He always tells me, if you want to play with the big boys, you got to be able to piss in tall grass. There you go. With the talahibs. The talahibs. There you go. (laughs) Piss on the talahibs, guys. That's what it is. All right. Now, before we piss on the other talahibs, let's help you pay pay it forward now in what it is. I have a question in, in terms of influence. We're talking about sales. This is the whole topic of this whole show. How do you develop influence? Because the main core of life, which I believe in, this is, this is hammered down to me, is, is all about, you're always selling your ideas, yourself as a person and whatnot, or whatever it is that you do in life, you're always selling. So remove the notion that selling is evil. But because you're always convincing someone to do something, whatever it is, sex tonight or whatever, like, oh, you're convincing my wife to let's have sex tonight and whatnot. You're selling. All right, you're selling your dick, right? Yeah. But how are you able to influence people positively and you get action integrity i think you gotta have integrity i mean there are times that you're gonna lose money on a deal but you can sell it to another client for a higher price got it but you already agreed mm. to this client at this price yep and this other client's willing to pay cash yep you sell it to the guy who's willing to pay less because you said yes yep and it's, it's, it's don't don't bait and switch. And I see a lot yeah. of there's uh, so many of them, man. It's like, why are you doing that? That's a dick move, you know. You know? Reputation, nothing pays for it. You know? But if you if you've already shook a man's hand, you don't bait. It's just like, oh, I'll change my mind, whatever, and just start ghosting, yeah. trying to deal the deal of the game. Because what you do now, is will always there's always a paper trail, and there's yeah. always gonna be. Uh, uh, past behavior is always going to be determinant of future future, future decisions yeah. and whatnot. Okay, next question: How do you monetize your passion? Because you, you're you're here now. You're very passionate about what it is, <laughs> but a lot of people will always have that dilemma. Like, yeah, but this is my passion. I don't want to monetize it, right? Because it's my passion. I don't want to have to think like it's a business. And you know, as a salesman, you always see the money in everything. Yes. Right, but how how are you then able to monetize that? That it's in a way where it's healthy per se, because that's people cringe on this shit a lot. Well, initially, I never thought of monetizing it, mm-hmm. but when the bills start coming, yeah, monetize that shit. Right, exactly. So there, the only reason why you need to monetize is because you can't sustain it if you don't. Got it. You know, passion can be great. If you're somebody like Bill Gates, is there? But if you don't have that type of uh, ammo, yep, you don't have that type of uh, deep pockets. You got to got to come for something. 
Yep. You know, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say, oh, magbebenta lang yan, kaya sinasabi niya yan. It's like, so who cares? Correct. There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to monetize. Absolutely. All right, last few questions. In any hustler, whatever it is that we go through, especially when we, when we fall down and we stumble, you have to have the right people around you. Yeah. How do you know that you don't have the cocheros and the other, the, the guys that always take advantage? How do you surround yourself with the right people? How do you, and how do you identify them as the right people to help you pick yourself back up? You can't until you're down there. Okay. When you're down there, that's when you find out who they are and you keep them close. You make another mistake, you shake off the leaves again, you keep the ones who stay. You just keep pruning and pruning and pruning. The only time you're going to tell is when you're on the ground. When shit hits the biggest fan. Yep. And 90% of them, when they see you on the ground, they're going to kick you on the curb. Correct. And it's happened. It's happened to me. I mean, it's happened to me when I was in the U.S. It's happened to me when I was here multiple times. People you supported ended up backstabbing you. Yep. Way of life, man. But again, not from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. And this is where it gets deep now. How do you keep yourself from, from just caving in? And how do you keep pushing? Because through all of this hustle... This comes from within. How do you keep pushing forward? How do you motivate yourself? Because you cannot say, I'm going to work today just because I'm seeing someone, you know. It has, there has to be bigger than that. It has to come from within. It's inertia, right? So how did you do that? And what's your advice for people who are down in the dumps, who feel like they're stuck, or wherever the fuck that, you know, they, they feel like it's a hopeless place. Yeah. Because you've come out multiple times from really shit up, fucked up places. Yeah but you've eventually beaten those demons. How, what's your advice for this? Always go back to why you did it. Always. It will never lead you wrong. Got it. You know? That's why I always tell people, if you're starting off with the wrong reasons, you'll never be able to sustain it. Because you're going to need that backstop. Okay, last question. What's the best advice you've ever gotten through this whole, this whole journey and whole ups and downs, the ebbs and flows that you have to go through? You know, there's always, through each lesson, of course, that we, 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 that's in, leaves an indelible mark to us. But every once in a while, we come through great words that stick to us for life. What's the best advice you've gotten through this whole journey for you? Trust your gut. The big gut, where if, hopefully it's small now. Right? There's not full of carbs, right? <laughs> but trust your gut. What do you mean by trust your intuition and whatnot? You know, all of us have biases. Yes. All of us have things that, and, and our biases are basically shaped by our childhood, what experiences, we've done, experiences. Right. If you trust your gut, you will never go wrong. Your decision might be wrong, but the principle that guided your decision will always be right. Got it. Because it's what shaped you. Yep. So, um, my boss actually told me that. Yep. So, and it's never led me astray. 
Yeah. You know, although there are times, like you said, you know, you're deep down in the shitter, you know, like, fuck, I want to just quit. But you just keep moving on. Absolutely. All right, Hans. Thank you very much for again uh, being able to, to share. That was just an intense. It was so refreshing because we didn't have to talk about tech and all these other things, but the hustle was pure and whatnot. But before we let you go, invite over people to how they can follow you and then check the, the stuff that you're doing now because you're doing a lot of stuff, but dude, it's gold. I love it. So how do they check you out? Yeah, guys, thanks very much for uh, listening to Hustle Share. Please support this, uh, this great podcast by Ron. Thank you. And uh, you guys can all follow me, guys and girls. You can follow me on uh, YouTube, King Panda. There you go. Uh, Facebook, also, King Panda. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, King Panda 999 Until such time that the person who owns King Panda decides to <laughs> Probably a restaurant owner. Don't, don't, don't hunt him down, okay? You're already hunting down the founder of Wix. Let that guy go. <laughs> I swear to God, man, I'm going to pick him up at the airport if he shows up in Manila. Oh, man. But hey, that's his hustle. Eventually, he made everything uh, accessible for those people that wanted to create websites. I'm still pissed off. Man. Okay. <laughs> so watch out. Okay. Just, if you know the guy, give him a heads up. Someone's out for him. Please right. DM. I'll give you a card. There you go. <laughs> All right, so guys, before we let uh, hands go again, don't forget to give us some love. If you love this episode, follow us in whatever podcast app that you're listening to. And if you, if you uh, listen to any jargon that you think uh, didn't make sense to you, don't worry, we got you back. Uh, it's in hustleshare.com. Just check out the show notes for, for this episode. And don't forget to join our cute community. It's not like the King Panda community yet, but hey, we got hustles in the game. So check out the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And don't forget to message us on chatbot on our chatbot uh provided by chatbotph on uh, m.me slash hustle share again hands thank you very much thank you for having me i'll see you guys in the next episode peace